Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. I am here today with Lori Acker. She is a friend that I met actually uh, several years ago at a writing conference. She speaks and we met and I got her phone number. She liked my shoes and we connected there. And then I came home and one of my friends, Bobby Tritch, you said, I met the most amazing woman at this conference and I'm going to connect the two of you because you are so much alike and you need to know each other. So we connected again and didn't realize we had met until I found, I was going through my She Speaks stuff and I had your name and your phone number and all, and your email address. And here we got to meet again. So it was meant to be for us to be friends, I think. Absolutely. And there were like a couple years in between, right? There was, there was a couple yeah. years in between. It was, that's probably why I forgot. But as soon as, as soon as I saw your name, I remembered how I met you at She Speaks and just thought it was so funny. I'm like, huh, I've, I've met this woman before. And we'd already created a friendship from Bobby at that point. So uh, just a cool little story about how we met. And Lori lives in Arizona, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she is a couple hours behind us. So I'm in the afternoon and she's in her morning. And um, she is going to talk to us today. She has created this ministry that I absolutely love. And I've not heard of anyone else doing it. And it's called the Creative Little Church. And she this ministry is for small churches, um, not just in the U.S., because you have people that come from all over the world. She just has all these resources and conferences and things that help people in small churches connect with each other and share ideas, but also the resources that you share are helpful to them. So, so tell me about how this all started. Well, as God would have it, things aren't usually what we think, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> I wouldn't say God put this on my heart, but it's morphed into something just amazing that I never could have dreamt of. Several years back, I am involved in a church and we um, did this really awesome creative team. We called it the creative team. And we just started this thing where we would add things to the worship service, like using our crafty building skills. And we like power tools and stuff (laughs) like that. And for Good Friday, we did like a walkthrough and it was just amazing. And one of our friends came through and said, gosh, I've never seen a small church do this. Like, this is something that just the big churches do. Like, I can't believe you guys do this. And we just looked at each other like, we're just having fun. And <laughs> But it really was amazing. And one thing that um, several of us were talking about is that small churches don't usually share their resources, right? So we're always redesigning things. And right. we're writing our own curriculum because we don't have money. Or we're finding this skit because we can't pay for it. Or we're writing this. And so I thought, well, wouldn't that be interesting just to have a website? And we could call it the Creative Little Church and just basically just post what we do so other churches can find it and use it, you know, other small churches. And I was just joking about it, but I'm sitting on the red couch (laughs) around Christmas time with my friend Becky, and this was, I think, in 2018, probably, and unbeknownst to me, she purchased the Creative Little Church names for Instagram and Facebook and website, (laughs) and she literally just reserved it, so the Creative Little Church was reserved. 
And it wasn't until a year later that I said, gosh, I should just start writing. And so I started writing and, and started this blog, The Creative Little Church, and it was just going to be an idea site. And um, that was actually in June of 2019, which isn't all that long ago. No. And it morphed from a resource website to a Facebook community of several thousand mm -hmm. women to now hosting online conferences for small churches. This, this one coming up is just for children's ministry, but we did women's ministry and women in small churches. And now we've got like, I mean, it's just an amazing community that, as you said, goes to Africa and Asia and Australia and got a lot of Canadian friends. And, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy fun. It is. I, I am blessed to be a part of that Facebook community. And of course, I've read your blog. And I love it when people throw out idea, you know, like, I need help with this. And it just the responses that come in. I've gleaned things for my women's ministry just from the Facebook page. Of course, I've attended both your conferences, and they are wonderful as well. I have been amazed at the speakers that you get for these conferences. They're so good. And I've learned so much from people like you and I that just want to share what they've done. So that's been really yeah. cool. Tell me a little bit about uh, your, you You started with the blog and now you have this ministry. I love that your friend bought the Creative Little Church and reserved that name for you. That yeah. That is definitely, um, you know, God had put that on her heart anyway. And now you have this. So tell me a little bit about what drove you to do the conferences. What because that obviously wasn't a plan at the beginning. So where did where did you glean that idea and take it off from there? Yeah, it wasn't a plan at all. I mean, my my plan, my desire, my reason I was doing this was to share what we were doing. But I was also kind of bored and looking for a different outlet. You know, my kids are getting older and I'm like, well, that would be a fun thing to do. And what it turned into is uh, finding a huge need that existed and a huge vacuum in the publishing world, in the church resource world, because truly it wasn't just me not finding things for small churches. There's a vacuum. There's a huge gap in resources for small churches. That's true. And what I was finding is women coming, and I say women, there's a lot of men who connect with us too, but our Facebook group is women. So if I uh, talk about that and there's men listening, don't feel like you're left out. <laughs> um, but I, there were women coming saying, oh my gosh, I was just going to quit. I was getting ready to actually leave my small church. I am so frustrated. I can't believe that, that you have this. I can't believe that small churches can be successful. You know, I can't believe that this exists because in our current culture, we have this feeling that if we're doing the right things, we're growing in numbers. I actually had a pastor's wife reach out once and say, you know what? This is just a godsend. I have been married to my husband for more than 30 years. We have served in small churches and lingering always is this feeling that we have failed and we have failed. I'm getting teary right now. Yeah. But um, she just said to hear that God could be moving, you know, in groups of 40, in groups of 20, in groups of 50, in groups of 10. Well, the reality is, is that's how Jesus worked, mm -hmm. you know? Jesus had a group of 5,000 who came to a hillside, but who was there when he died? Like nobody. Right. Everybody left him. He had very few disciples, very few who followed him, very few who stuck with him. And so in small churches, when we have, you know, a big VBS and we've got a oh, hundred kids came and you're like, oh, no families came back. 
well, join the club. You're just like Jesus, right? Right. And so to really understand that God is moving and alive in small churches and also being able to equip people with strategies that work in small churches, because buying the curriculum that says, hey, break your kids up into small groups, <laughs> you know, right. when you only have three. Right. Like, okay, that is not helpful, right? And the truth is, is there are tools and strategies that work in small churches, um, but um, they're not out there as much because the publishing world, and I've heard this from publishers, so I'm not slamming publishers because they have to make money. Right. The publishing world is built on finances. They, they need to market things where they can stay in business. And bigger churches have bigger budgets. Right. But we are changing all that. I live in a small county in rural Ohio. We have over a hundred churches. Some of them are very tiny. Even our biggest of churches, there's probably only a handful that wouldn't qualify for what you consider to be a small church in, in your group. I think that's interesting that they don't see the value of that when there's so many across the nation. Yeah, and really around the world because the vast mm. majority of churches are under a hundred, I believe it is. Like if you would look up the statistics worldwide, globally, and here in the US and Canada, the vast majority of churches are small, right? Yep. But it really is different because small churches are so unique, even mm -hmm. yours versus mine versus the one across right. the street versus that one. And so we're not looking for a one size fits all resource. If you go into a mega church, a church of a thousand, a church of 5,000, if you've ever visited, like the parking lot setup's the same, the greeters are kind of the same, the coffee bar's kind of the same, the stage is kind of the same. Like there is a feel. But if you go into a small church, it's different to resource them because they're very different. Right. A small church of 50 could be mostly elderly or it could be mostly community-based or it could be mostly this. And so I think it, it's not that publishers don't care or that the resources, you know, it, it's just harder. Right. It's more difficult. And you're right. It's not one size fits all. So that does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. So, it also makes it more fun. It, well, it does. And, and I love, you know, you post fun things and you post resources and on your page, which, by the way, will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to uh, look that up if you want to become a part of it. You just uh, ask to join in and Lori will get you in. But what I love about it is that people put ideas out there and, and you watch people say, oh, I could do this from here and that piece from there and that fits for our church. Your page is so engaged, which I think is why it has thousands of people. And it's really not that old. I mean, what, maybe two years old? Is it even two years old? No, it's not. Yeah, and you I, have thousands of people and they are engaged. There's always a good engagement on yours. So that is a great resource for anyone out there who is looking for ideas for your small church, you should definitely sign up for this or this Facebook page. So let's get into your upcoming conference. I have been a part of the, the two that you've had. One was uh, small church ministry. The second one was women's ministry. And this is children's ministry. So tell me a little bit about what that's going to look like. It is a free conference, correct? It is. So I, you asked me a little bit ago about just how the conferences even came about. So let me just address that before I talk about the Kidman conference, because it, it was so cool. We did our first conference in October and just called it Women in Small Churches. And it had a lot of ministry areas represented. And it was just kind of like, hey, let's see what happens. And in the middle of COVID, it was fun. And But the response was so amazing. Afterwards, I had people saying, gosh, when COVID is over, are you going to make these in person? 
are we going to be able to be in person? And my response was, well, that's so interesting. But the reason so many small churches can come is because it's online. Right. Because we don't have the money to travel. We can't all go to California for the Kidman Conference. You know, we can't all do that because your budget is blown. Plus, when you get to those conferences, what happens? Most of it you can't use because it doesn't apply to small churches. Right. Because you're listening to people in mega churches and people with big ministries and from big publishers say what works in big churches. And so, again, that's another vacuum and another need, right? Right. So after we did that, we did one in women's ministry. And, of course, you know, represented in our group are so many people who serve in children's ministry because one of the biggest common denominators we have in small churches is we wear multiple hats. Right. We also tend to drive ourselves to burnout, which we also address in a lot of places Mm -hmm. in our ministry. Right. (laughs) Because it's true. But the multiple hats go into children's ministry so much because in uh, big churches, what happens is they hire staff. In small churches, you're free, you're in charge, right? (laughs) That's right. That's what happens. And so what we end up with is a whole bunch of people who have the biggest hearts in the world and no training. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to take specific areas and go deeper because that's one of the things that was said at our very first conference is we wish you could have given us more. So yes, this whole conference is dedicated to children's ministry. It's called Mighty Kidman, and it's happening on April 24th. It runs from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, which on the West Coast then would be 8 to 5. It is a super long day, but people can pop in and out as they need to. And we are so excited because it was actually built around the biggest needs that small churches were talking about. Mm -hmm. We had groups talk ahead of time about what do you need and what do you want to see happen? So we've got a great lineup of topics and speakers and tons of connection opportunities too. That's one thing about our conferences that people say is it feels like it feels like you're in person because we're connecting so much with chat box and video and networking and everything. And you have a really cool feature, and I'm guessing that you'll have it for the the Kids Summit as well, is that you it's like speed dating. You can meet people and network and you have I don't I don't explain that because it's really cool. Yeah, we host our conferences on Hopin, which is a, a third party platform. It's really made for online conferences. And a lot of people will say, why don't you do it on Zoom or why don't you do it on Facebook? Because it is so cool. That's why. Yeah. And we have everything we want in the same place. And it's like you never leave the conference center. And right. yeah, you can hop into different rooms or you can go into different breakout sessions and the main stage. But yeah, there's a networking place where we call it speed dating for friends. Yeah. And you actually get to be on a screen with one person kind of like a a, you know talking to somebody on zoom Mm -hmm. but you're timed for three minutes and so you get to meet Katrina from South Africa and like three minutes later the screen flips over to so-and-so from Iowa and and it is just it's a really good time it's very fun and then you also have a vendor expo and people can go in and you have some of your speakers actually they might have books or they have freebies so tell us about it's your VIP package Tell us a little bit about that piece of your upcoming conference. Well, there's two things that you're talking about right there. And the expo booth is just free for everybody. It's like when you're in a big conference center and you can walk through and, you know, get all the freebie fun stuff from the tables. Right. right? So there's an expo area just in the hop in in our conference platform. And it's it's very cool to be able to go and pick up these valuable freebies from people between, you know, PDFs or different experiences and things and then get linked into their their business. But um, as Nita mentioned earlier, um, the 
conference is absolutely free. The live conference is free because we want as many small churches from everywhere to be able to participate. But as soon as you get a free ticket, um, you are, you're given some upgrade options that are totally optional. We always say, hey, enjoy the free as much as you can. But if you want some extra great things at a really great discount, then take a look at our upgrades. Um, and that's where you had mentioned the VIP bonus bundle comes in. Right. Um, the VIP bonus bundle is full of amazing, amazing resources at a crazy, crazy price. Um, and we're like 95% discount or something. And what we do is I make resources for the bundle. So in this bundle, I'll just tell you about this bundle. Is that, is that okay? To talk yeah, about absolutely. And now, okay. So for each conference, it's different. And it's always based on the ministry that, that you're there for. Because our whole goal is to keep you connected forever and support you forever. Right. We are not a one and done conference because we all know what usually happens. You go and learn a bunch of stuff and you're excited, but you never apply half of what you learn. Right. And so we're not about that. We want to keep you forever. So these bundles are just super valuable. Um, I've put in a free workshop on just a small church, uh, Kidman, and how to make it successful, a children's ministry toolkit that has um, a, like um, children's ministry, like uh, team agendas, training agendas for every month of the upcoming year, Wow! all kinds of cool stuff. Chris Buckman threw into the bonus bundle. She is a, she's a VBS consultant of small churches and oh, she cool. has written VBS curriculum. So she has an entire VBS curriculum in there. Wow. Rick Cromie, who is a major big wig, who's written like nine books and does training everywhere, is giving uh, some of his courses away. It's like a $400 value. We have um, Arian Gridiron, who's amazing, who's donated a, like this huge Google Slides training that is worth hundreds of dollars. We have just courses and uh, video courses and just, just tons of things that anybody in ministry would be like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. So tell us how much is your VIP bundle? Uh, when the conference starts, it's one thirty nine for this conference. But if you get it early, like on the on the best deal, it's I think sixty nine, sixty nine. And what? And you can also get the replays for even less than that. You can get all the conference replays. There's also an extended access pass that that has all the conference replays, which so it's the videos, mm -hmm. you have them forever, right? Um, with the amazing conference workbook and a Q&A call to at an even bigger discount. Gosh, just the VBS alone. <laughs> Small churches, I can remember. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I can remember when we were uh, when I lived in Delaware County, and my kids were just little little, we would use one of the bigger churches we were so small that we would use the leftovers from a bigger church for our VBS. So to have yeah. something fresh and new that, that you get to use that's relevant is awesome. So that in itself is a huge big deal. Yeah, and it's not the same VBS that everybody else is doing. Exactly. It literally was written, not put out by a publisher, but it was written by a VBS consultant and small church consultant. And so, you know, when you drive around town and see you know, the exact same BBS at every church yeah. every week, all summer long. Right. It's totally new and fresh. Oh, yeah. Well, and even just the stuff I personally throw in the VBS, the VIP bundle is worth a whole lot more than that. Like, right. I mean, this is it's this is the best bundle we've ever done. I'm super excited. About <laughs> it, it sounds like it. You should be. That's awesome. You and you're very quiet about this, but you've written a couple of books. I have. Yes. I've, I did not know until today when we were talking beforehand that you had two books, but I actually have your devotional and love awesome. it. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, I wrote a devotional called My Soul Cries Out, and it is on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how God just works through our emotions and gave us emotions. I know as a woman, not just in ministry, but just as a woman, we get a lot of grief for being emotional at times. And I'm not a super emotional person. Um, but you know, whether you're angry or sad or depressed or anxious. And, um, so this devotional is all about how God actually uses those. Like our emotions can draw us closer to him and denying our emotions is actually one of the worst things we can do or trying to shove it out of the way. And so it's all about, it's all about that. Yeah. It goes through, I think 30 different emotions that we have and yeah, yeah it's pretty raw. It's, you'll get to know me if you read it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely has a lot of my, um, just my realness in there which is one of the things that people appreciate it. I'm not a yeah. gas it over kind of person. Like everything doesn't always turn out happy, sunny, shiny rainbows, right? It doesn't. And I think sometimes as Christians, we, we do a, a disservice to people that are just coming into Christianity who think it's going to all be sunshine and roses. Once, once they have Jesus in their yeah. life, what could go wrong? Well, a lot could go wrong here on this side of heaven. And the promises, so many of the promises are for our eternity, which is freeing and wonderful but when you're new and you think you see people around you it's like their life is perfect why isn't mine and so I think books like this are wonderful it really touched me because not long before this I had gone through clinical depression and your book I had I was through it when I read it but it it was something that did bring me to tears a couple of times because I wish that I had had it during that depression because I think it would have made a difference for me. But it is really good and I recommend it and you can get it on Amazon. Now the other one I don't know so much about, so tell me about that one. Um, I wrote a book called The Little Book of Youth Ministry and it is part of the Small Church Wisdom series. Okay. So my whole goal is to give bite-sized snippets that people apply. Uh -huh. And I don't know how much mm -hmm. you read, Nita, and I'm kind of like a self-help, like give me a book that tells me how to change something anywhere, ministry, personal, whatever, and I'm all over it. But usually I get everything I need off of about two chapters, right? Right. <laughs> or maybe right. a third way through the book, you're like, okay, I got it all and you can skim the rest. And so I don't want that kind of a book. And so it's kind of like little Yoda snippets of everything you would need to learn about youth ministry in a small church in one book. And, and I say it's part of a series because the series is in my head. Right. Um, it is not in print yet. Just the one is in print, but next up will be the little book of, of children's ministry, the mm -hmm. little book of women's ministry, the little book of outreach ministry. And truly you can open any page and read a short paragraph and apply it and watch it change your ministry. Oh, that's awesome. And I really encourage people to use it with their teams. Um, you know, whether you have a team of two or a team of 10, um, because we need to apply what we know and learn and quit sitting on everything all the time. We right. don't act enough and we act more when we have other people around us who are joining us in that, or, you know, just having some base of accountability and sharing and excitement that keeps it all going. That's awesome. And I love that it's just little nuggets that you can take one thing and apply that today. And when you feel good about that, then I, I'm guessing there's another nugget that you can add later. I just read an article about that, how it's the small things. It was actually a devotion, but how, how the small things add up and they can make a difference. We think when we're doing small things, it doesn't matter. But really, I mean, what do they tell you about losing weight and exercising? Start small, one thing at a time. And that's what you're talking about with ministry. And it helps make you more yeah. successful. So that's awesome. 
I always end a podcast, or usually I've gotten away from it a little bit, um, asking a couple of questions. One is, what are you reading right now? What's something that you're reading that's making you happy? Wow. Well, honestly, (laughs) wow, you may want to edit this out later. (laughs) I honestly am reading a book right now called Running on Empty which is um, from a psychiatrist, psychologist. I think her name is Janice. I can't remember her last name, maybe Webb. But it is all about emotional childhood neglect and how so many adults grow up. And when we say, oh, I had a good family growing up because there was no trauma, how often big things were missing from your childhood that leave us high functioning, but feeling like we're missing something or we're just not connecting well or things like that. And so I've been doing a little bit of self-exploration <laughs> from my good, wonderful, loving childhood and finding out that some of the things I struggle with now are really, really have to do with some pieces that were missing when I was young. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. I, I never thought of that. <laughs> And the second question that I ask is, what is bringing you joy right now? Oh, this conference is bringing me joy. That's what I thought. I'm I'm having so much fun. And it's so fun because I was going to say this after the podcast, but I'm going to say it now, Nita. You said you're not coming because you're not in Kidman and you need to get a free ticket. I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We have a few speakers who are going to speak to the soul of everybody in any ministry area. And one is Pastor Sunny Brown, and she is speaking on diversity and inclusivity in churches. And it is not just specific to um, children's ministry. She is a children's ministry person, but she has so much energy. And she's actually her main stage uh, talk is called, gosh, I'm going to look it up for you. It's called, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Imago Dei, which is, I believe, Latin and the holiness of diversity. And she's talking about the sacredness of diversity, because when we look at small churches, I talk to small churches sometimes about inclusivity and special needs. And most people in small churches say, oh, I don't need that. We don't have special needs. You know why you don't have special needs? Because you don't welcome them. Right. Because there's no place for them in your church. There is not a community under the sun that does not have people in it who are excluded, special needs, different, whether it's financially or racially or socially or, or in this area of different learning. And so we have some topics. I'm going to tell you, Melissa McDonald is talking about a ministry mindset like Jesus. We're talking about the digital divide and so many things would go far beyond just children's Children's ministry. ministry. Yeah. And one other one is Victoria White belongs to an organization called All Belong. And her whole job is she's the church liaison to help churches and not just small churches, but she focuses a lot on that. Um, just to have things even in their worship service for people with hearing issues, for the older, for the younger, for whatever it is, and this edge of inclusivity. So there's my little plug for you. Yeah. Get your free ticket, even if you're not in Kidman. <laughs> now, has Pastor... Just pick the presentations that fit you, you know? <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, because you can jump in and out if you need to. Oh, absolutely. So mm-hmm. tell me, was Pastor Brown on... Did she speak at your first conference? No. Okay, I'm okay. Because I heard somebody speak, and she was amazing. Um, I can't even remember which one it was right now, but gosh, she was really good. And I just have to tell you, she does get, Lori gets great speakers 
and she is a lot of fun to be around because she's popping in and out of all the different sessions and uh, you will see her around and she has a team around her that is phenomenal that makes yeah. this go off without a hitch and I see all that I was when I was um, at your last conference I would see people have issues on the side and your people were on it immediately so um, if you have a little bit of technical problems she's she's got gurus and they can help you Lori, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to spend time on the In the Whisper podcast. I'm glad that you could come. I look forward to coming back next week. Uh, we've got some really interesting interviews coming up um, over the next six to eight weeks from people all over the United States. Some of them have books and some of them have just overcome some interesting things. So you'll want to stay tuned and see what's coming next. Thanks for listening to In the Whisper.